0: Some sad news to report for BLM fans, Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors has been released from her Warner Brothers deal, meaning that she will no longer produce any BLM-focused, scripted or non-scripted content. Now, in fairness to Warner Brothers, Patrice Cullors never produced any content whatsoever during the term of her deal. She, she just got a lot of money and, and didn't make anything. But in fairness to colors, no one ever really expected her to make anything in the first place. Patrice colors has never created anything in her whole life. BLM did not exist to create things. BLM existed to destroy and to extort money from corporations and to enrich the activists who ran it so that they could buy large mansions, BLM. Patrice Cullors' Hollywood development deal was just one of many payoffs that she and the BLM leaders received from industries all around the country. And everyone got what they wanted, everyone. Don't feel sorry for Warner Brothers. Cullors made money, the corporations signaled their fealty to the left, and the liberals broadly gained more power. And now, on to the next scam. I'm Michael Knowles, this is The Michael Knowles Show. the first day of pride. It's the first day of the most holy month of the liturgical year, according to liberals. Pride month. Every industry is going gay for pride, including the abortion industry. Planned Parenthood has just come out with its own pride campaign to point out that abortion is not just for women. We'll get to that in just a little bit. First, though, we have some breaking news. And the breaking news actually is coming from Inside the house, the breaking news is coming from here at Daily Wire. Jeremy Boring, the god king of this joint, has has just released news on Twitter that Twitter has canceled a deal to premiere What is a Woman uh, for free on the platform. And the reason they've canceled the deal is because of two instances in What is a Woman, uh, this movie that was released one year ago today, I think, uh, two instances of misgendering Misgendering, of course, means gendering. Misgendering is when you call a man he and a woman she, instead of calling a man she and a woman he. Not surprising in our broader culture, it is somewhat surprising on Twitter. The whole point of the Elon Musk acquisition of Twitter, at least from the public's perspective, is that we were finally gonna have free speech and we weren't gonna let these wokey leftists come in here and tell us we have to call boys girls and girls boys. We're gonna kick us off of the platform for stating basic truths. And now, Twitter is canceling our premiere of what is a woman. The idea was that as the rest of the the social media companies are really clamping down on, I won't even call it conservative speech, just clamping down on reality. uh, Twitter was going to give us the opportunity to to speak freely. That's why we just announced in recent days that we're gonna bring the shows, including my show, to Twitter now. We're we're gonna really start using this platform. And we thought, what better way to do it? Tucker announced that he was gonna bring his show to Twitter. Okay, this is great. And we're going to allow everybody, the whole public, to watch What is a Woman for free on the platform on this day, on this anniversary. So, well, I'll just read from Jeremy's thread. I don't wanna misrepresent what happened here. So we're gonna give it away for 24 hours. That was the plan and we were talking to Twitter, Twitter responded with enthusiasm, offered us the opportunity to buy a package to host the movie on a dedicated event page to promote the event to every Twitter user for the first 10 hours. Okay, we here at Daily Wire accepted that agreement. We signed the agreement. Twitter then said, okay, well, we just want to see the movie, so we're better prepared to to help with this event. They watched the movie, and then they killed the deal. They said that that not only could Twitter no longer help us to host this movie for free for everybody, but they were actively going to suppress the movie. <laughs> they said they were going to limit the reach of the movie now for hateful conduct. And they specifically cited as an example of this hateful conduct, misgendering. So at that point, we at The Daily Wire came back and said, well, hold on a second. You You've come out and said that you're no longer going to make misgendering this, this uh, suppressible offense. You're no longer going to censor misgendering, which is just proper gendering. Remember, you took that out of your out of your community guidelines, and then Twitter came out and said, "Well, yeah, okay, they re- we removed the misgendering prohibition from the policy." But that's just because we at Twitter didn't want to be that specific. But misgendering, so contradicting transgender ideology, is not, is still considered abuse and harassment by Twitter. And then Twitter, you want to hear the audacity of these guys. Twitter came out and said, well, if you edit the movie, if you edit one of the biggest documentaries ever, one of the most important films of last year, if you edit it and you don't call men him and women her, then maybe we'll allow you to host this event with us on Twitter. So we said, no, we're not doing that. We're not editing. What the the hell is the point of the purchase of Twitter if we're going to do that? I'll I'll put it on any of the other social media sites who openly say they're going to suppress me, who don't pretend to be bastions of free speech. And then they said, okay, well, you have the right to speak, but we're basically, we're going to make sure that no one hears you, which Jeremy points out is, is like saying, hey, you've got the right to vote, but you don't have any right for your vote to be counted which uh, I, I suppose we've seen some examples of that in recent years. So now I don't know exactly where this stands. I mean, we're not going to edit the movie. We're not going to back down. We're, we're going to put the shows on Twitter. We'll see what they do about that. And we're going we're gonna to host the movie. So uh, tune in tonight. Uh, we're going to be put, putting this movie up at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll see if they want to limit us for Hate speech because we call boys, boys, and girls, girls. Okay. I mean, that's fine. It's hard for me to believe that Elon is aware of this. I would like to believe that this is just getting caught up in the middle management holdover apparatchik libs at Twitter who don't want a basic message about truth and nature and reality to get out. I I hope Elon comes in and intervenes here. I hope this hasn't just been a big show a big a big performance but but actually you know uh, the libs are still going to censor conservatives i hope i hope it hasn't all been a lie but anyway we're we're going to put the movie up tonight we're we're going to be on twitter if they suppress us they suppress us okay we'll figure something else out we're not going to lie about nature we want to restore some balance to our understanding of nature and when you want to do that you need to check out balance of nature Right now, go to balanceofnature.com, use promo code Knowles. Living a healthy lifestyle is not always easy, especially when you're always on the go. You need simple, manageable routines to make sure you're getting the proper nutrition every day, which is why I'm a huge fan of Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature fruits and veggies are a great way to ensure you're getting essential nutritional ingredients daily. Their capsules are packed with 100% whole food that you can take at any time. Balance of Nature uses a cold vacuum process that preserves the natural phytonutrients in whole fruits and vegetables and encapsulates them for easy consumption. Balance of Nature sent a bunch of their products down to the studio for our team to try, and these dirty, rotten, jackal hyenas just took all of them. They just pounced. They just pounced, and they restored balance to their bodies, but it was sometimes difficult to claw over them and get, get them for me, too. Go to balanceofnature.com right now. Use promo code Knowles, K-N-A-W-L-E-S, for 35% off your first order as a preferred customer. That is balanceofnature.com, promo code Knowles, For 35% off your first order, balanceofnature.com, promo code Knowles. What a way to start Pride Month. Wow. I think the libs are focusing especially on the most conservative or open to conservative kind of platforms and industries uh, in particular, because they know they've already got the, the ones that have gone far left. So there, there are some places, Twitter now says, okay, we're going to be open to conservatives. I think the libs are going to target that. Even I think about sports. The only sport I like is Major League Baseball. It's the only. I don't even follow it in recent years. I tried to cancel my MLB TV subscription. I just don't really know how to do it. So I think I still subscribe. But But after they embraced BLM, I said, okay, I'm done with MLB. I'm not watching baseball this year. And that was some years ago now. But baseball remains pretty conservative. It's America's pastime. It's a complicated traditional sport it's one that still remains a favorite of that most derided hated group in society straight white males we still sort of like baseball it's it's a sport that still has manly normal guys of of all backgrounds playing it and so the libs are really focusing on that and you saw this with the Toronto Blue Jays you saw this with Anthony Bass who came out and he, he made a post that was critical of pride. And he felt the weight of the liberal establishment on him. And I'm sorry to say he just came out and apologized. I recognized yesterday uh, I made a post that was hurtful to the pride community, which includes friends of mine and close family members of mine. The pride community. And I am truly sorry for that. Um, I just spoke with my teammates to, and shared with them my actions yesterday. I apologized with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays' resources to better educate myself, to make better decisions moving forward. Uh, The ballpark is for everybody. Uh, We include all fans at the ballpark, and and we want to welcome everybody. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Pathetic. What the hell is the pride community? When did we start using that phrase, the pride community? We're not even referring now to guys who are a little light in the loafers or lesbians or any of that. No, it's the pride community. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm from New York. I lived in LA for a long time. I'm a graduate of the gayest university in the history of the world. A disproportionate number of my friends and loved ones have some divergent, eccentric, sexual identities. Okay. I don't think any of them, even the ones who are engaging in Liberace-like behavior, I don't think any of them would ever describe themselves as members of the pride community. I don't think they would take that identity on themselves. Pride is the deadliest of the seven deadly sins. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride this rainbow coalition is a denial of reality. It's it's extraordinarily corrosive to society. It's, it's offensive to all people of decency. The vast majority of Americans, regardless of their sexual desires or, or eccentricities, don't want to be inundated with, with three-month-old rainbow onesies when they walk into Target. And yet, a relatively manly, normal guy playing America's favorite pastime, albeit up in America's top hat up there in Canada, even those guys now have to bend the knee. For what? For what, man? This reaction from Anthony Bass here, it it it, it makes me check in on myself. It makes me check in, I don't mean just to castigate this guy, but it reminds me before the passion of our Lord, Saint Peter, spokesman of the Apostles, first among the apostles, he says, Oh, I would never deny you, Lord. And his Lord, guy who he knows is God the Son, who he has seen transfigured on a mountain, he says, oh, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows. And Peter says, no, I wouldn't. I would never do that. What are you talking about? That's crazy. I, I would never do that thing. And then what happens? The minute the pressure gets hot, even Peter denies him. For what? What was the post that this guy, Anthony, put out? This is the post for Pride Month he puts out.
1: Here's the reason biblically why I believe Christians ought to be boycotting Target and Bud Light and any other corporation that's pushing the things they're pushing. I think a lot of people make this into a political issue or they say, oh, what's the big deal? If, you know, is it really going to make that big of a difference if I'm shopping there or not shopping there? Here's what the Bible says. It tells us what to do as Christians in Ephesians chapter five. It says this, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them for it is shameful to even talk of the things that hmm. they do in secret. So what does that mean to take no part? Well, what's Target do? It's a business. They, they make money. They sell things. And to take part in that is to take part in that God of Mammon that they're serving and to take part in the darkness that they're purveying and getting out to the world and, and, and shoving into children's faces. And to take part in that is to give them your money. And I believe the Bible gives us radical precedent to say no. We are running from mm. that and to an extent, instead expose those things, to, to to shout it to all the people that have ears to hear that this is evil. This is demonic. We won't stand for it. We're not going to go to the stores anymore, and we're not going to give them our money. We're going to let our voice be heard so that people can see the light and so that people can be pulled out of the darkness
0: unless Blue Jay's management calls me and tells me to apologize. In which case, never mind, forget I posted it. What's amazing about that post is it's not just some vague kind of hint that he doesn't like the Pride Month displays. This is pretty clear. This is pretty intense stuff. This guy, this Blue Jay, saw this post and said, oh, that speaks to me. And I'm a Christian and I I believe in this. And so I'm going to post it out there. I'm really not disparaging this guy. Even St. Peter denied our Lord three times before the cock crew. But it's a reminder for all of us, the pressure is going to be very, very intense. You're going to see it at your job. You're going to see it at school. You're going to see it with your friends. You're going to see it in your neighborhood. You're going to see it at your local coffee shop. It's going to be everywhere. We should all pray that we can stand firm when that pressure comes down, because this is a very, very intense campaign, and we're only on day one of it. I know we've just had pre-Pride Month. You've seen the rainbows for a while now, in in the same way that that shops start marketing Valentine's Day starting in December these days. You've been seeing this for a while. You better pray that you can stand firm here because this is overtaking the culture. You've seen this play out even in the way people are thinking about themselves. An underreported trend that's been going on for almost 20 years now Google searches about sexual orientation and gender identity have spiked in the last 20 years, last 19 years. Those searches have gone up by 1300% since 2004, according to an analysis from the Cultural Currents Institute. And these questions include things like, am I gay? Am I lesbian? Am I trans? Including also the word non-binary and some of the even newer terms. This seems to pose a problem for the pride ideology, because for the question, am I gay, am I lesbian, am I trans, am I this, am I that? Isn't that something you're supposed to know? Don't the pride people tell us that that's something that you know intrinsically from the moment that you're not just a teenager, not just a child, from the moment you're two years old, oh, my little Johnny, he picked up a Barbie doll once. That's how we knew that he knew deep down that he was really a girl. So then why are some people confused by this? Why are some people confused? Am I lesbian? Am I gay? Am I the-, the first time I put on Warby Parker glasses and I had a blazer on? I looked in the mirror. I said, "Am I a lesbian? Am I?" I don't. I've seen a representation of this on a liberal cable news channel. Am I? No, I didn't wonder that. I know that I'm. I know that I'm not those things. But it raises this question: Is there a social contagion aspect to the pride ideology and the various sexual identities that go along with it? Right now, more than one in five Zoomers identify as LGBTQ+. This is a a bit of a spike from the historical norm of about 1% of people who would identify with one of these sexual identities. How'd that happen? Few options. Either there's something in the water turning the frickin' Zoomers gay, Alex Jones totally vindicated, or- People just naturally are largely gay. We don't know what the top on that is. What is it, 50%? 50% of people are secretly gay or trans or whatever any of the other L-M-N-O-P letters are, and they just didn't know it. They just discovered it. Or it's a social contagion. Or on that third point, sex and beyond sex, identity generally, is a complex concept that derives in part from nature and in part from nurture and in part from reason and in part from the enactment of the will in accordance with reason or against reason. That it's a little bit more complex than the ideologues would have us believe. And, And the more that one goes down this sort of rabbit hole, the more identities spring up. That's why they add 10 genders, it seems, every single week now. It's because the more that one focuses on fantasies or aberrant desires or novel identities, the more they seem to appear. What does that even mean? What does it mean to be lesbian or trans or gay or any of these things? It would seem that as these searches are exploding and people are are saying, in fact, uh, we've talked about it on this show, we've interviewed people about this, we've played videos of people who say, oh, I wasn't trans, but then I watched this weird kind of pornography and then I Became trans. Some of, the, some of the most prominent trans voices have said this about themselves. Uh, was Cynthia Nixon, who's the, an actress who ran for office, she said, oh, I wasn't a lesbian. I just sort of became a lesbian. I adopted that identity later on. Well, that would undercut the born this way argument. But it doesn't, it it doesn't really matter what the argument is. It doesn't matter what the justification is. You'll notice the libs always change the arguments and the justification. Uh, Some people are born this way. No, actually, you're not born anyway. Not only is your sexual desire not immutable, but not even your sex is immutable. And no, transgender people, their bodies are that of a man, but their souls are that of a woman. No, actually, forget about the soul. That's not real. Their brains are the brains of a woman, even though your brain's part of your body. But hey, never mind. Forget about the explanation. Forget about reason. Forget about argumentation. The conclusion is always the same. Don't do normal stuff. Do aberrant stuff. You're going to see this with the pride campaign from Planned Parenthood. The arguments for abortion—they always change. They often contradict. Abortion is a necessary evil. It should be safe, legal, and rare. No, abortion is a good thing. No, abortion is morally insignificant. No, it's that whatever the argument, though, the conclusion is always the same: kill your baby. That it's not just about the LGBT stuff. That's prominent now because we've entered into the the rainbow month, but it's true of all of the, the left-wing liberal agenda, all of their political goals. They don't care about the arguments. Argument, reasoning, be damned. They're going to get what they want, not through reason, not through facts, not through logic, through sheer tyranny of will. Now, when you want to exercise your will in accordance with reason in a way that will allow you to flourish and your friends to flourish, let's say you're hosting a, a barbecue, you've got to check out Cinch. Right now, go to cinch.com. Use promo code Knowles. You picture that perfect summer night. You imagine the warm breeze on your face as you lounge in your favorite chair outside. The grill is sizzling with those juicy burgers. The aroma of food is irresistible. Your mouth waters as you wait for it to be cooked to perfection. Now, imagine what this perfect summer night would have looked like if you went to turn on the grill and your propane tank was empty. That's where our friends at Cinch come in. Cinch is a propane grill tank home delivery service. They deliver propane grill tanks right to your door. Cinch delivers on your schedule and requires no long term commitment or subscription. Plus, delivery is completely contactless. You don't have to wait around at home. Track the order on the Cinch app from anywhere. Go online to cinch.com or download the Cinch app to order. New customers can get their first tank exchange for just 10 bucks with promo code Knowles, K N O W L E S. Cinch.com. Download the Cinch app. Promo code Knowles to get your first tank exchange for just 10 bucks. Limited time offer. You must live within a Cinch service area to redeem it. Cinch, C-Y-N-C-H dot com slash offer for details. Yes or No is not just a game. Yes or No is the internet's favorite interview show. They're telling me. Many people are talking about it, okay? It's so clear. But it's still a game. And you can pre-order your copy right now. Go to dailywire.com slash shop. There is a rumor, perhaps a conspiracy theory, that the pre-order is ending soon. So don't say I didn't warn you. Don't say I didn't tell you so if you are not able to secure a copy in this next batch. We ordered, the initial run was like 1,000 copies sold out in a flash. We ordered many thousands more. That also sold out very, very quickly. So we're we're doing it again. You got a pre-order. Do not miss your chance to cause controversy. And to reveal the true positions of your friends and family when it comes to the most hotly debated topics and titillating conversations of our time. Speaking of titillating, we just released an episode with my friend Sean Spicer, former White House press secretary. If you haven't seen it already, here's a spicy little teaser.
1: It's not. God, we're going to have some words with Mr. Davies.
0: It's not about the size of the crowd, it's the
1: angle you photograph it from. <laughs>
0: There is more in the works for Yes or No coming soon. I wish I could tell you what is in the works for it. I wish I could affirm what some of the conspiracy theorists are saying about it. But until that time, seize your opportunity. while well, you can go to dailywire.com shop today. Virginia Department of Health is celebrating the beginning of Pride Month by promoting an organization called Queer Kid Stuff. You couldn't make this up. You couldn't write this in a Hollywood script about the villainous government department that's trying to queer all the kids. You'd say, okay, we're going to call the program Queer Kid Stuff. Oh, no, that's a little too on the nose. Come on, go back, make it more subtle. Well, you can't. That's the reality of it. The Virginia Department of Health is promoting an online chat service marketed to minors, to teenagers who identify as LGBTQ plus. What do they say? Queer Kid Stuff, Kid is right there in the name, is an LGBTQ plus and social justice website for kids and families. The site includes links to helpful resources, videos, and more, according to the Virginia Department of Health. It's not called queer family stuff. It's not being marketed to parents. It's being marketed to little kids. And I don't just want to get on my high horse and moralize and scold everybody and and simply point out how evil this is and the sort of evil that these government apparatchiks are doing. Because you've got to see it from their perspective. It's very helpful to see things from the perspective of your opponents and enemies sometimes. From their perspective, this is a really good thing. Because it's good to be trans. It's good to be LGBT, LMNOP. It's a really good thing. According to them, whether it's innate and immutable, whether it's just an identity that you develop over time, whatever it is, this is the good identity. This is the nice, happy one with the rainbow. The other identities, you know, getting married, having children, a chicken in every pot, two cars in every garage, that's bad. That's, that's repressive. That's, oh, the wives will hate that, and the children will grow up with pathologies, and the men are going to be awful patriarch, domineering, paterfamilias. It's just bad. Oh, that's like 1950s stuff. In 1950, I was bad. So we've got to stop people from doing that. We've got to break up, redefine, abolish our conception of what family is for this new, wonderful, beautiful rainbow thing. It's good. And these poor kids, who they grow up in these stifled, awful, conservative, traditional, patriarchal environments. They don't, they're secretly, deep down, their true selves are LGBT. And we, the, the valiant heroes at the Virginia Department of Health, we've got to break through the oppressive, evil structures of the family and the political order and all of tradition to help these sweet little rainbow children break free from those shackles and that oppression. That's what they think. They might not be able to articulate it that clearly, but that is what is motivating a lot of their behavior. They think they're the good guys. That's their vision of the good. And what do the conservatives say in response to that? Nothing, pretty much. What what do conservatives say in response to that? We say, hey, LGBT is great. We love that, but just don't trans the kids. For some reason, even though it's all great, it's all really good. We're fun. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We're so happy about that. But just don't, but for some reason, it's bad when you do the T part to a 17-year-old. You got to wait until he, well, okay, maybe a seven-year-old. When they turn eight, then you can teach it to them in schools. But not, but that part's bad. We need, Or the ones who are a little more serious about it, they'll say, we need to break the T off from the LGB, LGB without the T. I get it. I know you want to be a nice guy you've got a gay cousin and you don't you don't want to offend your gay cousin, even though your gay cousin might very well actually agree with you and the conservatives on this point, but you're afraid of being offensive. You want to be a nice guy. Okay. You can't break the T away from the LGB because they both derive from the same false anthropology. And that false anthropology actually also is incorporated into feminism. The false anthropology is that men and women are interchangeable. I've said it before. I won't belabor the point. The premise of L G B T QIA, even the A part, even the asexual part, is that there is no norm of sexual behavior and identity that we ought to encourage other than don't do anything that's normal, other than don't follow the tradition. Other than that, though, there's no norm that we're supposed to follow. The premise of LGBTQIA, including the A, including the asexual, including all of them, is that men and women aren't real, natural, distinct, complementary categories. They're just interchangeable. They don't really mean anything at all. Men and women, there's no real difference. Maybe they look a little bit different, but these days they don't even look all that much different. And from that premise, you have to redefine marriage. Because if if you believe that men and women are pretty much interchangeable, then two men is the same thing as two women is the same thing as a man and a woman in holy matrimony. And if that's true— then it's not a far leap to say, okay, well, if men and women are basically interchangeable, they're pretty much the same. Then, yeah, man can become a woman. Of course, you can't. You can't break this apart. It is a kind of a, an internally consistent ideology, albeit an illogical one. And then especially, if you're, you're going to say, okay, this is all good, men and women are interchangeable. Men secretly can be w- women born in the wrong body. And there's no standard of sexual identity or behavior. And we can't know even what we really are, who, what our identity is. Man is body and soul. Uh, our, our sex, our gender derives from our body. So we can actually know it from our body. But it's bigger than just our body. Women, women are not just X chromosomes in a uterus, but they're at least X chromosomes in a uterus. If you throw all that out, Then you get to this really pathetic part, which is, okay, Well, just don't do it to the kids. Why not? Why not? If it's good and it's true, then of course we should allow the kids to engage in that. That totally gives the libs, the pride people, the upper hand. Then that makes the Virginia Department of Health look good. Ironically, at least to some, the only way that you can make a clear argument that will be in any way respectable, that will suggest that you're a serious person who is charitable, who doesn't hate anybody, who loves everybody, but who just wants to say the truth in love is if you say not. Nah, the whole Rainbow Coalition has just got it a little bit wrong. And people get things wrong. They're not evil people necessarily, but it's just it's just not it's just not true, okay? We've got to be clear in our messaging and in our campaign. Now, moving on, there'll be plenty to say about the rainbow month the rest of this month. Moving on to other campaigns. Ron DeSantis is continuing on the campaign trail. He has honed in on one argument that's really strong, which is Trump gave the country over to Fauci. I didn't do that. Trump then disputes DeSantis's handling of COVID. Says, actually, you did shut your state down for a little while. but So you, know, you weren't perfect about it. But it's true, DeSantis did open up Florida before a lot of other places did. And DeSantis has a great answer to Trump, which is, hey, if I was such a bad governor, especially during COVID, why did you move your whole family down to Florida during my governorship? So
1: you talked about uh, changing your tone a little bit with former President Trump. I don't believe you mentioned him here by name tonight, but does this mean you're going to be a bit more aggressive with campaigning against him? So look, I'm gonna respond to uh, attacks. I mean, if, if you say Cuomo did a better job with COVID than Florida did, first of all, that's not what he used to say. This is like new, like six months ago, he would have never said that, right? He used to say how great Florida was. Hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my governorship. Are you kidding me?
0: That's a good line. Now, of course, Trump has had a presence in Florida for a long time. He obviously bought the Mar-a-Lago Club a long time ago. It was the winter White House from the beginning of Trump's presidency. But it's a good line. He spent a lot more time in Florida. And he moved a lot of his family and interests down to Florida for a whole host of reasons, saving money on taxes, better business climate. I assume part of it because the state was opened up in, in ways that, say, New York was not more, more amenable to Trump and, and his way of life. That's all true. I like that. That's a good line from DeSantis. My, my only criticism of that press conference there was not anything DeSantis said, but it's what was on his, his little placard right up front. On that placard, it says, text FREEDOM to 512-345. I like FREEDOM. Big fan of FREEDOM. But FREEDOM is one of these words that in recent years has been redefined down to nothing. Freedom can mean anything to anyone in our modern world. The libs think that they're pursuing freedom. The communists think they're pursuing freedom. The libertarians think they're pursuing freedom. The traditionalists think they're, everyone, everyone thinks he's for freedom. Freedom is a very abstract concept. Traditionally understood, freedom is the right to do what we ought to do. Freedom did not mean doing whatever you want whenever you want to do it. It's not what our founding fathers thought about it. It's not what any serious thinker in history has ever thought of freedom. But that view does prevail today, including among many quarters of the right. Ron DeSantis should not be basing his campaign on a slogan of freedom That is not going to work. That seems stale. That seems vague. It seems wishy-washy and squishy. It seems like the old establishment line. And it's not what he has excelled at as governor, and it's not what could push him over the finish line. If Ron DeSantis is going to win this Republican primary, he's going to win it by offering something new and fresh and young and exciting and different, responding to a real need from people. And people today are not complaining because they don't have sufficient freedom. People don't even really know what freedom means anymore. We've got we've got a lot of freedom right now to do drugs. We've got a lot of freedom right now to do weird sex stuff. We've got a lot of freedom right now to move across borders without being checked. We've got a lot of freedom right now of private corporations to destroy our public square. We got a, we got a lot of freedom, okay? We don't suffer from a dearth of freedom at least as the modern liberals mean it. What we suffer from is a lack of order. What we what we suffer from is a lack of coherence. What we suffer from is a lack of Of acceptance of reality. Okay, that's what we need. One of the criticisms of the Trump campaign is that he's been a little too laissez faire when it comes to some of these issues. The best parts of the Trump campaign are when he says, no, we're going to impose some more restrictions on trade. We're going to impose some more restrictions on immigration. We're going to impose some more restrictions on the weird sex behavior. We're going to, because, again, paradoxically, you can only have true freedom by accepting restrictions. You can only have freedom of poetry when you recognize that you need meter and rhyme schemes and order to your poetry. That's what opens up creativity. When you take away all the limitations, you end up with slam poetry, which is the death of art. It's no freedom at all. It's just babbling incoherence. You have political freedom when you recognize that there are limitations to sex, nature, the family, the basic political unit, the community, borders. That's the only way you can have political freedom is when you recognize there's a limitation called the border around your country that gives you, the citizens, a special rights and privileges that distinguish you from the rest of the world. If you don't recognize that limitation, then you don't have a nation, you certainly don't have any national freedom. De- DeSantis probably wants to run away from being called an authoritarian. I know a lot. No one wants to be called an authoritarian or a tough order, impose my will on people. Yeah, he doesn't want. That's what people want. Trump won in 2016 by saying, hey, this free trade stuff, this total open free trade, it hasn't worked out well for a lot of people. It hasn't worked out well for America's manufacturing base. It hasn't it hasn't actually worked out well for national security. The pro-freedom people said that if we just outsource everything to China, we give away our intellectual property and our whole manufacturing base, that'll make us a little bit richer. Maybe it did make some people a little bit richer. Maybe it made GDP tick up. But now, when we're facing a potential world war that would involve China, now we look pretty weak. And we look back to our founding fathers. We look back to Abraham Lincoln, who in many ways refounded the country. All of these guys said, no, having manufacturing here, having some restrictions, that is a matter of national security. That's that's essential to a flourishing country. Having borders is essential to a flourishing country. Having proscriptions, limitations around your behavior, especially in the realm of sex and drugs and all sorts of behavior, that's essential to your true freedom. Founding Fathers said if you abuse your liberty to licentiousness, you're going to lose everything. This, I, it just, It triggered me. To see DeSantis, who's been a good governor and he's run a, a decent campaign, relatively decent campaign thus far, in difficult circumstances, to go back to this, freedom, we're just for freedom, it's just so stale, it's just, okay, if DeSantis is gonna run as just another one of these establishment guys who says the same old lines from 2006, okay, fine, That Trump's definitely gonna win then, That that's not even a question. If DeSantis wants to be able to challenge the incumbent who's way up on him in the polls, he's going to need to offer something a little bit different. He's going to have to n- know what time it is. And I think he does generally. I think a lot of people around him know what time it is. He's got to follow those instincts and don't fall back to the same old platitudes. If, if DeSantis runs a safe campaign, he's completely toast. His only shot is to get a little provocative. His only shot is to is to offer a choice, not And echo, just as Trump did in 2016. Now, if you're looking for something interesting to watch, you got to check out the series, What We Saw, hosted by storyteller Bill Whittle. Season one is focused on Apollo 11. Now, season two of What We Saw is in full swing. In episode 12, a change of command comes too late to reverse the situation in Southeast Asia as Richard Nixon's program of Vietnamization eases America out of its worst directed war. But long before the last American serviceman leaves Vietnam, A new generation of liberators rise to the challenge of saving American tactics, weaponry, and doctrine from themselves. Bill makes you feel like you are there witnessing history. Hear this amazing story in this week's episode of Cold War. New episodes of the Cold War come out every week. You have got to be a member to see it. Go to dailywire.com slash cold war to start watching. My favorite comment yesterday is from Jacoby F., who says, forget Pride Month. I will be celebrating the Sacred Heart of Jesus Month, which is June. That's true. That is the month of June month uh, for the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And it's an important point. It's not just a point saying, I'm going to be Christian and not be a lib or something. It's an important point that we conservatives need to offer a positive vision. We need to offer not just things to hate, not just things to avoid, but things to love, things to embrace, things to engage in. This is why you are seeing in Orthodox Christian circles, especially in the Catholic Church, Uh, It's true of all sorts of denominations that are relatively more orthodox than others, but you're seeing this, especially in the Catholic Church right now, a, a vast expansion and embrace of the traditional Latin Mass, especially by young people, especially by converts, especially by reverts like myself. Why is that? Still a small minority of people in the Catholic Church who attend the traditional Latin Mass, and it's opposed by lots of people in high places at the Vatican lots of boomers who don't want going back to don't want us going back to that old bad timey sort of liturgy that existed for thousands of years and is the mass of the ages but why are young people flocking to that because it gives you something beautiful deep rich full of symbolism something to love something to venerate something to do with your bodies something to do to occupy your time when if you just remained totally neutral you would be swept away by the winds of the prevailing liberal culture. That's what conservatives have to do broadly. We need to offer people not just a vision of how ugly the stuff that the libs are doing is. We need to also build up for people and offer them a vision of beauty. Now, I told you at the top of the show, no industry is going to be left untouched by pride. That is true even of the abortion industry. Here is the pride campaign for planned parenthood. Hi, Hi. my name is Lucky.
1: I've had an abortion and I get gender-affirming care from Planned Parenthood. I wound up in a very, very difficult relationship and within three months, I found out that I was pregnant. I was like, oh no. My abortion was one of the greatest acts of compassion I had ever committed. It was an easy decision and it was a decision that For the friends I had told I was trans, they were like, get it. You know, that's fine. Like, great. You know, that's your decision. You want to finally begin your life. And it was just one of the best decisions I had
0: ever made, ever in my life. Who's she trying to convince? The lady doth protest too much, methinks. When you make a good decision, do you need to constantly tell yourself and everybody else what a good decision that was? When you engage in behaviors that are good for you and that allow you to flourish, do you need to change your name to Lucky? I don't know what her real name is, but do you need to change your name to Lucky? Happy, fortunate. Oh, me, I'm happy. That's my new name. I used to be Michael, but now I'm happy because of how happy I am. I'm so happy. It was I've made all the best decisions. I don't have any regrets. No, not me. No, I'm so happy. Are the cameras rolling? Yes, I'm still very, very happy. I'm not really persuaded by that. I'm not persuaded. This poor woman has made a complete horror show of her life, so clearly, in, in pretty much every respect. She murdered her child. This is what a murderer looks like. We we sometimes, even in the pro-life community, we don't, even we don't really want to admit that. It's so ghastly. It's so horrifying. This woman is a murderer and not only committed murder, murdered her own child. It's the worst kind of murder you can really imagine. And then what? As she started to divorce herself from moral reality, she tried to shut that moral reality out, like the beating heart under the floorboard in a Edgar Allan Poe story. She tried to just ignore it, get that no, stop it. I'm happy. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm. I did a great thing. I'm so compassionate. What happened? She started to divorce herself from reality in all these other regards. I, and I'm not even a woman. I'm a man. And I'm not, And I'm not that, that old person, that person has a dead name now. The person that I was, I was in a difficult relationship, whatever that means. I've got all this trauma. I'm not going to address that trauma. I'm not going to deal with reality. I'm not going to, to make sense of the problems in my life, some of which were inflicted on me, some of which are the consequence of my own actions. I'm just going to, I'm going to kill that person. That's a dead name now. And I'm going to, I'm going to put on a three-piece suit and i'm going to do videos maybe if i just do one more video for planned parenthood about how happy i am maybe then i'll really be happy does that look like a, a flourishing person i don't think so and then planned parenthood posts this with a comment says when it comes to your abortion any reason is the right reason gives away the game right there telling your abortion story is important and the more we talk about this essential form of health care the more normalized it becomes thank you for sharing lucky it, it it does become somewhat more normalized. It does become somewhat more accepted. That's true. That's how culture works. But it never becomes good. It never becomes right. It can never totally shut out the moral conscience. We know, most, of, maybe all of us know at some level, but most of us know at a pretty visceral level, this is really wrong, and you can normalize it, and you can put rainbows on every single building, and you can have Planned Parenthood ads blaring from all the TV screens. You can't change that reality. You can't shut out that, the beating heart underneath the floorboard in the Edgar Allan Poe story. You can't. That's the telltale, tell-tale heart. That's the, the telltale moral conscience that you've got that, that's, going to, that's, that's going to show you the truth. Any reason is the right reason for an abortion, any reason? Any reason. What if it's that you hate men? You hate men and you found out that your baby is a boy and so you want to kill the, the the baby boy because you hate men so much. That is actually an acceptable reason for an abortion. Now, people do it and doctors perform it. What if it's this? What if it's that you hate black people and you... You know, you've got, you're, you have, you're a woman, you have sex with a black person, and so you know your baby's going to be black. And you just, you you hate black people. I mean, you really, I don't know, maybe you got too drunk one night, you slept with this, but you really, you seriously hate black people. So you found out your kid's black, and so you want to you kill your child because he's black, and you want to kill a black person. That could be a reason for an abortion. Would that be the right reason? According to Planned Parenthood, that would, because any reason's the right. There's no wrong wrong reason to have an abortion. What if you want to have an abortion because you believe, as many, many people throughout history have believed, that there are demons and you can curry favor with demons by sacrificing uh, innocent people and especially sacrificing babies? Widespread practice throughout the entire world for most of human history, including today, by the way. Would that be a good reason? That's a good reason to, oh, uh, yes, I, I want to have an abortion to uh, curry favor with the dark lord of the netherworld. Would that be a good reason? According to Planned Parenthood, it would. I know it sounds ridiculous to many modern people. That's what they're saying. The reasons always change, the conclusion is always the same kill your baby. When any argument can lead you to a certain conclusion, a certain dark conclusion, That should throw up your warning signs. That should have the sirens blaring. Whoa, watch out here. We're not dealing with reality. This is not logical. There's dark stuff going on. And you're seeing it throughout the left. Any any reason is a reason to sterilize yourself and chop off your genitals and pump yourself full of poison. Any reason is good. Whether you think you're born that way, you think you became that way, or you watched a bunch of porn or whatever it is, any reason, just trans yourself. Just castrate yourself. Just chop your body up. Just kill your baby. The voice that is speaking to you and telling you that, that's not the voice of the Holy Spirit, that's not the voice of your moral conscience. That's a very different voice, and it's a voice that you should block out. Might be, it might be multiple voices, it might be a legion of voices, some, some might suggest. Okay, I guess also there's some sports thing going on, not baseball, but I guess basketball or something. So anyway, Ben Davies, who's like a big buff athlete guy, he uh, wants to see if I can guess any NBA logos. Is there, what is it? It's basketball season, I guess? I don't, what do I know? The rest of the show continues now. You do not want to miss it. Become a member at dailywire.com slash Use code Knowles, Knowles, at checkout for two months free on all annual plans.